you're going to get three different opinions. Your plan's going to be all over the place. And then it's like, who do I trust? Um, so consolidation, keep your life simple. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Welcome in to Perfect Game Retirement. I'm Ben George. He is Ryan Ledden, President and Financial Coach over at Black Oak Asset Management. You can find him online at blackoakam.com. Ryan, welcome in. How's it going? It's going well, man. Starting uh, It's crazy starting the new year um, and yeah, looking forward to 2022. Yeah, I think we all are. And this episode is going to be focused on the new year and setting resolutions. We put together 22 money resolutions for you. Now, you probably think 22 resolutions is hard enough to do one, right? But if you <laughs> right. can just knock out a few of these, Ryan, I think you'll be in better shape than you started the year. Absolutely. Just giving people choices because uh, there's there's choices in everything in life, but at least giving them 22 or maybe even a few because some of these can be checked off pretty darn quick, but at least it, uh, it, it gives them some direction when it comes to money and finances. No question. Remember, as you're listening, you can find this episode and all episodes online at blackoakam.com. That's also where you can schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session, so make sure you visit there after the show. Before you jump into these resolutions, I want to get your thoughts quickly on a little bit of news item. It seems like um, every few episodes we say, hey, Ryan, what about COVID? Um, but <laughs> We have now the new fears of the Omicron variant, another variant here that's popping up, and it's led to a little bit of volatility in the stock market. Are you worried about any other variants kind of impacting our economy as we move forward here in a big way, like very significantly? Um, or do you think there are other factors will be more powerful uh, in the year ahead? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. There's always going to be something. I tell people this all the time. Uh, I mean, I hear when people come into our office that are uh, new or prospects and they think, oh, well, you know, market's at an all-time high. No, it's got to come down. Well, we've been hearing that for a while. Yeah. Um, and, but it, it's all hindsight because when people look back to, you know, move forward 10 years and they look back, it's always, I wish I'd have gotten it in sooner. So it, it kind of goes back and forth. And, and I get it. It does feel very high. It does, for some people, they'll call it inflated, if you will, because there's another buzzword, inflation, <laughs> that's all constantly in our news right now. But everybody in hindsight wishes they'd have done it sooner. So I'm not a, again, a big market timer or stock picker. Let's get this thing in. Now, there are some changes that can be made. Someone who's an older investor and maybe it's a big lump sum of money. Okay, I see how maybe dollar cost averaging it into the market and not just putting it all in all at once. Because if we do have a pullback for the next year, obviously that's that hurts. And But if you kind of dollar cost average it in, it may not sting as much. But yeah, the new variant, I mean, the 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 thing that I think a lot of people just have to wrap their brains around is this stuff's not going away. It's, it's, it's what viruses do. They, they morph, they change, they move around. We don't talk about the flu very much every year, but the flu does the same thing. And so I don't think this is, this is just going to be variant after variant after variant. So I've almost become numb to it. Now, does it affect the markets? Yeah, because people are still fear-based. And we saw as the recording of this show, we, we saw the last couple of weeks with huge volatility. We saw volatility straight down for two days, especially the day after um, Thanksgiving. If anyone remembers that, it, it plummeted. Right. And even the day after that, it did as well. But then, oh, the variant's not as 
as bad or, you know, rumors are there's, it's, it's not as devastating. And then what does the stock market do? Then it just shoots right back up. So you can never know when the volatility is going to hit. You never know when a headline is going to hit. But again, it goes back to staying the course, staying rebalanced, staying diversified. It's not anything new or shattering news. It's but it's true. It holds true and it holds steady just like principles do. Well, there's principles to investing and, and the same thing applies here. No question about it. Well, good insight there, Ryan. And that's going to take us right into our uh, money resolutions. I think a couple of them might tie into what we're talking about here, but uh, we're going to go through again, 22 different resolutions. And I think the best way to approach this is to kind of uh, bookmark this episode, come back to it throughout the year. If you're looking for some other items to maybe put on your list or some things to, to try to accomplish financially, you can always kind of revisit this and go through it. But again, not all these are going to be able to be knocked out, but if you can take a few steps forward and continue to grow financially, you'll be in better shape. All right. Number one, Ryan, reduce your debt. That's a good one. Amen. I'm especially being hmm. a Dave Ramsey advisor and going to his several events and, and, and my family doing his total money makeover and then it, my business as well. I, shameless plug for me is I paid off the book of business for um, the, the firm that I own and I was super proud of it. And, and it wasn't, the payment wasn't due until next summer. And I've said, finally, I'm like, I'm done with this. I just want to get done. So I went full tilt at it. So I do preach it and I do it at the same time. So I see what debt does to people. It just, it, it restricts you. And, and just like Ramsey says, it's, it, it's got handcuffs on you and you can't do the things you want to do. But a lot of people can't afford payments. They can afford monthly this and that. And I had a talk with a dear friend not too long ago and he's he was older than I am. He's like, I've, I've never owned a title to my car in my life until the other day and I paid my car off. He's like, that was huh. the most amazing feeling ever. And just the look on his face and the, his body language and it just, you could just tell he just carried himself differently because of that. So reducing debt, getting rid of it, make that a huge priority. That's why it's number one on the list. Yeah, always a great thing to try to accomplish with your finances. All right, number two, as you're maybe getting rid of some of this debt, you'll have a little bit extra money, which is a good reminder that let's make it a resolution to boost your retirement savings amounts. Absolutely. Even if it's the 401k plans that we do, when we meet with the participants, even just ticking it up one percentage point, almost everyone has a, a, a login. When they go on their 401k, they can adjust the percentages that they do and either just bump it up a percentage point or do the setting where it, it changes every few months or once a year, it ticks it up 1%. And you will never, never miss it. And I've mentioned this example before on here on the show, but I had a client who thought they were doing 6% and we logged in. They came into the office, we logged into their 401k account and they were doing 11. Hmm. They had no clue that each year they had been with that company, it, the settings moved up. And even while you're in there, maybe change the settings from the pre-tax to after-tax. If you do have that component to your 401k plan, maybe if you are kind of maxing out your retirement in your accounts, now maxing out does not mean getting the full match. Maxing out means doing the full limit that the IRS allows, which right. again, those are going to those are higher for 2022. So if you can start doing the after-tax a little bit more, even that's going to be an improvement. All right, number three, we uh, you know we we started off with Omicron the variant, and and it's just a reminder that there's so much unexpected that we're going to face financially. So our third resolution is let's go ahead and be prepared for the unexpected now. Absolutely, Dave says it a lot. Cash is king, hundred percent right. Now, cash does not earn anything. I, I get this question all the time, and this will be until the end of time, until interest rates start moving up. But cash just is not going to earn a whole lot, and and don't chase a return. 
with your emergency fund, don't because I know inflation is chewing it up. Just keep adding to it. That's that's one way to keep up with your emergency fund account is just to keep adding to it. Maybe go beyond that six months of expenses because expenses are continuing to go up. So continue to increase it. Don't chase a return. Put it in a high yield, which is an oxymoron, but put it in a high yield savings account, earn 0.4, 0.5, 0.6, whatever it may be, and just go with it. That's what it's there for. All right, number four, another good reminder tying into what we led off with. Don't overreact to the headlines. Yeah, it ties into the headlines that we just mentioned. So stay the course, stay informed, but turn the TV off. It's it's (laughs) mind-numbing or stop looking online at certain things. It's mind-numbing, so stop. I like it. Very Keep that one simple, for sure. (laughs) Doesn't need a lot of explanation. Uh, Number five, implement a budget, Ryan. This one was one that we, you know, we hope that you're already doing, but if you're not, let's make it a resolution. Yeah, budgeting is for a lot of people is not fun. I I don't enjoy the budgeting part either. Uh, I know it's an important component of it, whether it's personal and and we're going to dive in here to to our budget as a business. But if you don't like doing it, hire someone to do it. There's Ramsey Life Coaches galore that you go to their website and they will help you unpack a budget and what the costs are. I don't know. I ask them. It's not a whole lot, but if you just really don't enjoy doing it, then you can outsource that and and meet with an accountability life coach who takes you through these things and combs through your budget. They go through the details of it. And once you know you work with someone for a few months, then then you can move on and you have kind of the foundation of what that budgeting looks like. But most people just don't it's overwhelming because there's so many nuances like, oh well this doesn't fit into a category or you know, some people have 47 categories and you don't need that many. You just need like six or seven, you know, keep it simple. And I, I part of my job is, is marriage counseling. I had a couple who, again, that one individual had 40 something different categories and it was overwhelming to his spouse. And she wanted to do like three. And I said, okay, three is probably too simple, but yes, 40 plus is way too much. So Let's let's go somewhere around six, seven, or eight, and then let's kind of work into there. So some people, it's just an intimidating thing where it gets too detailed, they get too frustrated with it, and then they just don't do it. All right, next resolution. Let's meet with a financial advisor this year, especially if you're someone that's never done any planning or you're someone that's really close to retirement. Yeah, obviously, I'm biased. Uh, it's, it's it's my industry, and whether it's us or just somebody else who is is a fiduciary and you can trust. Uh, do that. I have a client right now who's um, who says the same thing. Like, I can't believe people don't work with advisors. I mean, going through some of the decisions you have to make, and it's not about picking the right funds or picking the right stock or, oh, what do you think about this stock? It's PE ratio is this. Oh my gosh, there's so much more to it than that. But some people, that's how we're perceived. It's still the old school, you know, uh, Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing, like the 80s and 90s Wild Wild West. And it's just, it's, that's not the case anymore. It's, it's more comprehensive planning. It's not selling. And if you feel like you're getting sold, then you need to meet with somebody else. All right. Number seven, check your beneficiary designations on all of your accounts. And I think this is something we've talked about before. You want to be doing this regularly. Yes. Life changes. Uh, and I've seen it firsthand where beneficiaries have not been changed a decade goes by and you look up and go, huh, my ex-spouse is still my beneficiary. Huh? How terrible would that be that your kids do not get that? Instead, your ex-spouse gets that. Now, if it's intentional, that's one thing. But most of the time, ex-spouses should not be the primary beneficiary anymore. But yes, you need to check that stuff all the time because 
you get older, things change again, divorces happen or kids get older and, you know, kids get married. There's just a lot of things that life happens and it's easy to forget about those things. All right. Number eight, uh, kind of tying into this a little bit, carve out some time this year for those tough conversations, maybe one or two that you can take care of this year, you know, healthcare wishes, powers of attorney, these things you don't normally want to talk about. Let's go ahead and bump them up and actually get it done. Yeah, those are tough. Um, that's that's difficult to to tell people to do, but a lot of times it it needs to happen, especially if you have a parent who's older or a grandparent, and sometimes those decisions um, need to be talked about in person. Uh, sometimes they can be very uncomfortable. You just have to know that everyone's coming from a loving place because when that person is gone, it's amazing what happens to people when there's money and issues and objects of value. It's sometimes it's embarrassing uh, to watch people to, to go through this sort of thing. So having those difficult, difficult conversations has to be had. It's just someone has to step up and kind of call that meeting, if you will, just so it's out in the open. And it's, uh, it's very important because when that person's gone away, then uh, sometimes the, the will may not be very clear or may, there may not be a will. So then it gets really nasty. Yeah. You want to prevent that if you can. All right, number nine, audit your insurance. Do you still need all the policies you have? Are you underinsured, maybe overinsured? What are we looking at here, Ryan? Yeah, the, the, it could be both ways. I've seen people when they get to an, an older age and they're still paying, whether it's a, a term policy that's they don't really need anymore or some type of variable universal life policy that they keep having to fund because the market hasn't returned these illustrations that they were illustrating it 12, 14, 18% with their, when, when they originally bought these policies. So do need to look at, but I usually see people are more underinsured than they are overinsured. Uh, underinsured because the cost of living is, is so high and the cost of houses are so high and the cost of student loan debt. I mean, you used to throw out a million dollar term policy and people are like, oh my gosh, I don't need a million bucks. A million bucks does not go far. And and I am not, I mean, we do life insurance only for investment clients. So I'm not trying to sell life insurance policies to people, but people are way underinsured and they think, oh, I don't want to, you know, sleep with one eye open. I'm like, oh my gosh, then you got other issues. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't address those, but uh, life insurance just doesn't go nearly as far as it used to. And it's still... It's still cheap. Now, COVID has kind of thrown the underwriting world in, in life insurance a little bit haywire. So I've seen some some life insurance companies come back with really strange, like, oh, this one's suspended for now. We'll come back to it later. Or this one's declined. And and so they've they've had to kind of rework their math, if you will, because of uh, because of COVID. Well, while we're looking at things that are already kind of in place, let's look at our mortgage here and take a look and see if refinancing is a good idea. Yeah, it's always a good idea right now if your if your rates are, are high enough. I mean, rates are still so stinking low. Uh, I know ours is around two point two five, I think, and super grateful for that fifteen year mortgage. But I was one of the guys I coach football with on my son's team. He's like, "Oh yeah, we got like one point nine. I'm like, "Good grief!" I mean, that's just especially with inflation running at its at, and your rate is running that low. That's just that's that's crazy good. So if you have a, a rate. And I'm no mortgage lender at by any stretch, but I would I would think if you're somewhere over three and a half, four four percent or higher, you would probably need to take a look at that and see if you can one save money on a monthly basis or even shorten your term. Yeah, and I guess now is a good time too because we don't know what the future holds, right? So this year That's might right. be one of the last years. It makes sense. So mm -hmm. put that on your list. All right, number eleven, halfway through our list of money resolutions for 2022. 
And this is one we probably put on our list in every aspect of our life, Ryan. Let's get more organized with our financial life this year. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty broad brush. But yeah, I mean, different accounts, different logins online. I'm guilty of this. This is something I need to address. So I'll put number 11 kind of at the top of my list. But just knowing everybody's logins, kind of a legacy drawer, if you will, it needs to be kept up to date because... Again, trying to put these pieces together if, God forbid, something happens to one of us is is very arduous process, and I've seen it happen before. So having that kind of legacy drawer, if you will, is is a great idea. Number 12, check your credit. If it's been a while, you know, you, there's reports out there and, and tools out there to help you check your credit. There are. There are a ton of different tools. I don't know how much I trust them, and, and that's just like my little mini conspiracy theory in my brain. Like i yeah, there, there's a bunch of different ones. And you're like, is that really accurate? So obviously, the, th- the three credit reporting agencies are going to be to me because that's what lenders, you know, if you look into refi your house, that's what lenders are going to look at the big three. And those are the ones you can get a free report uh, once a year uh, with each one of them, whether it's uh, Equifax, uh, TransUnion or Experian. Uh, those are the three. You can create logins for each one and, and do do a credit report once a year for each of them and space them out. Uh, you can do three times a year. So do that. And that way it just keeps it keeps it on check. Obviously, freezing your credit if people want to do that, that's, that's a good thing to do in case, God forbid, someone steals your identity, it's frozen. And that's what I do. So I would do that. It's a little bit of an arduous process to undo it, but that's the point of it. Number 13 is check your fees. Very similar to checking your credit, but let's dive into our financial plan and actually figure out what it's costing you this year. Yeah. I mean, if you work with an advisor, you should know what you're paying them. I mean, we're, we're fee-based. And, and so I, I tell people whether they remember, I mean, we have to go over that sometimes, and but we're, we're an annual fee-based uh, company and we get, you know, our, our clients get charged each quarter. So you take the annual fee divided by four and that's what comes out of our clients' uh, accounts. And you know, you see these in, uh, commercials on Fisher Investments. You do better when we do better. I mean, that's true. I, I, I hate saying that now because it's with another um, a company who uses that line. But so it's it's true. So, but you need to know. You need to be aware. And, and sometimes we meet with people that work with another advisor, and we'll ask them, "How are you paying your advisor?" Oh, I don't pay my advisor. I'm like, "Yeah, you are." So you just need to know. You need to be cognizant of what that is. So definitely checking those fees. You should know. Number 14, let's share some some knowledge this year. So if you do pick up something here on this show that you think is good or you're working with an advisor and they give you a tip that uh, you think is very helpful for you, let's share that information and help everyone else become financially literate. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you can just add value to people that they just don't know. And this is what we do for a living. So sometimes as advisors, we take that for granted, what people know and what people don't know. So it's amazing. We'll do or as educational seminars for people. And it's just sometimes they're like, wow, I never knew that. And it's stuff they, they can find. I just Sometimes you just don't know the right questions to ask because uh, you just don't know what's out there. So sharing knowledge, absolutely. Because financial literacy, that should be a class in high school, financial literacy. And maybe that will be my retirement job one day is <laughs> teaching that and creating a curriculum because it's, it's bad. And I, I, Taught it when I was at um, the high school when I did teach it. I taught Dave Ramsey's Foundations of Personal Finance. That should be a required class, but unfortunately, it's not. All right. Uh, number 15 here, and this is something we like to do at the end of the year, I think, but now the new year started and you kind of be thinking about this throughout the year, but let's look for more donation opportunities. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's endless. Uh, nonprofits, I'm on a board for a nonprofit, and, and we nonprofits constantly need uh, financial assistance. That That's 
that's not new information. But if you can't do that, I mean, volunteer your time. I, I know our travel softball team did this recently right before Christmas, and we went to a food bank and, and uh, bagged up uh, food for people and put it in people's cars. And so it wasn't just working in a warehouse. It was They were literally looking the people in the eye and putting the bags in their car, and that, that sends a message, uh, whether it's for kids or for us. I enjoyed it, and I want to do something like that more consistently. So when you do it, that's when you serve others. It's just, uh, again, whether it's your time, talents, or treasures, that's what – that's what it's for. And that's the, the feeling it gives you is just, it's awesome. Yeah. There's no question about that. All right. Let's shift into taxes a little bit here as we go through our next few resolutions. Uh, number 16 is review your tax bracket. Um, you don't want to be surprised later in the year. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how many people don't know what marginal tax bracket they are in and they're going to change. They, they have changed now. The IRS announced what the new tax code, the, the percentages haven't changed, but they have kind of inflated each marginal tax bracket as far as income goes. So just be aware of what those are. Now, can the federal government change it and retroactive it back to January? Yeah, they can. So that's what makes it a little unfortunate that they didn't announce any changes uh, by the end of 2021, but they didn't. So, but we just have to pivot if we have to, but just, I mean, Google search 2022 federal tax rates and then see how you file. Are you head of household? Are you married filing jointly? Are you uh, file single. So just be aware. And then what, what those standard deductions are. Most people do standard deductions now because they're still so very high. Some of you still itemize. So you need to know how much that itemization is. Um, and itemization is where you kind of go through line by line by line of everything that you can deduct from your taxes. Most W-2 employees, it's pretty hard to, to, to itemize. So usually it's just the standard deduction, but just be aware of what that is for you and be aware of what tax bracket you're in. Right, and as you're going through your taxes, this is a good time to ask your advisor if a Roth conversion is right for you in 2022. Yeah, I mean, uh, we preach on these all the time and, and people need to be aware of it. Uh, there's a bill being kicked around right now that they're going to phase out Roth conversions over a 10-year period. Now, that hmm. again, does not mean that's going to become law, but if you're looking at over a 10-year period, then you can better believe that I'm going to be telling my clients they need to do it because after 10 years, that window may close and, and they can't they can't do that anymore. So still huge opportunities uh, to do it. I thought maybe at the end of 2021 would be a big opportunity because I thought the tax rates would change. And as of right now, they haven't changed a whole lot. So it's still on our radar for sure, especially if they pass this bill that uh, is going to close that loophole after 10 years. Yeah, that's that's great information. Good heads up on that. All right. Uh, number 18, still kind of talking taxes a little bit here. Let's update our paycheck withholdings, especially if, if you've had any major life changes or your withholdings have been <laughs> inappropriate amounts, really high or really low. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually really high. Um, <laughs> most people get too big of a tax refund and please stop doing that. I, I cannot. And some people think it's like a rite of passage that, oh, I got some money back from the government and it's, it's your money. It's not the government's money. It's your money. So change the withholdings to where you can get that and work with a CPA, work with an accountant who can help you nail that down. Or yes, if you do owe some, then we need to change those as well. You gotta, it's sometimes a moving target each year um, because the tax rates do change sometimes, but don't get a big refund back. Uh, if you do get a refund, there's a Roth conversion opportunity. If you're getting a five grand refund, well, there's there's a, a, a Roth conversion opportunity where you can convert as much as you possibly can that basically just eats into that $5,000 tax return. So it can go, uh, again, depending on what tax rate you're in, a $5,000 tax bill, instead of getting it back 
owing five thousand dollars in taxes doing a Roth conversion. I mean, that could be you know twenty five, thirty five, forty thousand dollars that you can convert from your IRA and just not getting a huge refund back. So I would change that so you have more in your paycheck on a monthly basis. And the more you have in your paycheck doesn't mean go spend it, invest it and save it and you'll be better off. Yeah, that's always best. All right. Number 19 is rebalance your portfolio. And again, if this is something you're not really sure how to do, ask an advisor. Yeah, this is kind of a nerdy one. But uh, if you don't know what rebalancing is, it's just keeping your portfolio in check of how it was initially set up. So if you don't ever rebalance and some some robo advisors and all that, they'll do it automatically, whether it's twice a year, once a quarter, once a month. I think once a month's a little bit overkill, but we've seen some huge volatility where sometimes it's once a month. Um, and so just like most uh, advisors, we have software that check for it every day. Doesn't mean it trades for it every day, but you, you don't want it to, they call it style drift. You don't want it to be set up one way. And then all of a sudden you look up 10 years later and it's super aggressive. And then, then there's a pullback and you wonder, well, why did I lose 30, 40%? Well, mm -hmm. you weren't as moderate as you thought you were now way on the risky spectrum. So just keeping, keeping that aware, obviously, if you work with an advisor, hopefully they should be doing that. All right. Just a few more money resolutions left. Uh, number 20, let's plan out your strategy to transition into retirement. So are you planning to go part-time? You think you're going to have a second career? You're just going to walk away altogether and be done? Whatever it is, let's start talking about that strategy. Yeah, that's the that's kind of the mental part of retirement is, is some people have the nest egg or the income coming in that they can retire. They just don't know if they want to or what they're going to do or what their purpose is now. So there's a lot of people doing the the work optional retirement. So they're doing some things that they want to do, whether it's consulting or just kind of doing one of those jobs. They just kind of always wanted to, and there's no high pressure and, you know, working at Home Depot or something like, you know, wh whatever it may be, but just being aware of that. Some people just have a line drawn in the sand knowing how I'm done. I can't do any more of this. I'm out. I'm buying an RV piece. <laughs> you know, we're going to go do something. So it's different for everybody, but sometimes I got to walk them through that to get them to that answer. 21. Here's a good one. It kind of ties into our organization conversation earlier, but consolidate your accounts in 2022 if you can. If you have a bunch of different accounts all over the place, let's simplify things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put them under one custodian. When I say custodian, whether that's a Charles Schwab or a Fidelity or a Vanguard, there's a million of them out there, but those are kind of the big three. TD Ameritrade, same thing. But it is, is the consolidation of accounts. It doesn't mean you're not going to be diversified anymore. I get that People say it all the time. Well, I got some over here and some over here. I'm like, that's not diversification. That's just, that's causing more stress on your life, whether it's you're still here or when you're not here, then you're having to find all these accounts all over the place. It's easy to misplace some of these accounts, especially if they're lower account balances, but old 401ks, you got three or four of them. Oh, well, this one's been doing this one's been doing really well. So I think I'm going to keep it there. Like, really, you don't think it's not going to do better somewhere else. You, you can have the exact same funds, <laughs> just, mm -hmm. just consolidate it. And, and it makes your life easier and you can see it kind of under one login. So it's just so much easier. So yeah, consolidate your accounts, having them with several advisors. I don't advise. We don't do that either. If people have multiple advisors then they're not a fit for us because you're going to get three different opinions, your plan is going to be all over the place. And then it's like, who do I trust? Um, so consolidation, keep your life simple. Keep it simple. All right. Final money resolution. Let's end on a high note, Ryan, with this one. Listen to more episodes of the podcast in 2022, <laughs> mainly just so you can continue to educate yourself and get smarter about money every day. 
There you go. Shameless, shameless plug. But we, we try to make this um, as entertaining as financial advice can be, but we try to be as educational as we can be at the same time. So yeah, we would love for, for years. And I'm not going to be competing with Dave Ramsey or anything like that. I'm not going to be some national podcaster here, but spreading the word of this, uh, if it's just, you know, helping people out just for things to think about. Uh, we don't do this as a as a big revenue generator. We just do this to provide value and education to people. So yeah, more people listen. We'd appreciate it. And again, just a reminder, there's a lot on this list, right? And some of these things you might have already done, some of these things maybe you don't need to do, but taking some steps forward in the coming year in 2022 here, just implement a few of these if you can. And you're going to be better off and put yourself in a better position to have a prosperous financial life. And again, bookmark this episode, come back to it throughout the year, see how you're doing. Also, you know, maybe check up and see, hey, what else can I add to my list to take care of this month or next month? This will be a great episode to, uh, to, to really reference. And we'll put it up online. Again, blackoakam.com. All right, let's finish the show out with a little getting to know Ryan away from the office. We ask him a question that has nothing to do with money and finance. Well, usually doesn't have anything to do with money and finance. Hmm. This week's question for you, Ryan, is what job would you be terrible at? <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Uh, terrible at. Well, even though I was good at it, I mean, my first job after teaching was selling life insurance and cold calling people all day. That was, <laughs> uh, I, I, so I wasn't, it probably doesn't specifically answer your question, but I wasn't terrible at it because my quote unquote numbers were good, but I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you hit all the, you, you see your name on these leaderboards and all this kind of stuff. And then you're like, okay, I'm way at the very top, but um, yeah, my, my bank account's not. So hmm. I think just cold calling and selling life insurance, that was, uh, that was awful. I did not enjoy that. So again, I probably wasn't, I guess I wasn't terrible at it, but I certainly didn't enjoy it. Yeah. You've talked about that job a little bit on the show <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one comes up on these questions from time to time. Well, we appreciate you sharing as always, Ryan. And again, thanks for taking us through these, these resolutions and explaining kind of why each one's important and why we want to have these on our list. And we appreciate you all listening. Hopefully you all have a very prosperous new year and, and take some steps forward financially. But if you ever have questions for Ryan, the best thing to do is visit the website, blackoakam.com. You can schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session there. And there's also a lot of other tools like the Retirement Rescue Toolkit retirement calculator and more in all of our podcasts there as well. But if you want to call Ryan, you can also do that. 470-508-0508 is the number. Ryan, thanks as always. Looking forward to kicking off the new year with you. And uh, hopefully this list helps some people out. Yeah, absolutely. Happy new year and hope it's a, hope it's a good one for everybody. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC, Black Oak Asset Management, and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.